How are you doing? My name is Christopher Brown, host of the podcast Sports Talk with Chris, and you're now tuning in to my newest episode. Sit back, relax, enjoy, and have a great day. What's up, everybody? My name is Chris Brown, host of the podcast Sports Talk with Chris. You're now tuned into the first episode of season two. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm back podcasting. You know, I'm going to get more into detail of what to expect from season two towards the end of this episode. Because right now, I just want to jump right into it, man. Let me ask y'all this. Who's at fault? Who should get more of blame, in your opinion, for the situation that's going on right now in Philadelphia? The team, the Philadelphia 76ers, or Ben Simmons? Now, let's talk about Ben Simmons real quick. Let's just give a recap, you know, of Ben Simmons' career. Let's take all the way back to high school, because high school, his sophomore year is where he became one of my favorite players. In high school, three-time, back-to-back-to-back national champion. Senior year, put up 28, 12, 24 double-doubles in less than 30 games. I mean, this dude was a beast. He proved why he was the number one player in the country. Now, I'm surprised, you know, transitioning to college, I'm surprised he didn't go overseas. I'm surprised he didn't go back to Australia. Now, this was, you know, six years ago, five, six years ago. So, it's not like how it is where you see LaMelo Ball, what he's doing, and Jalen Green going to G League at night. You know, it's still around a time where people wanted the one-and-done rule, but it really wasn't close to, you know, how it is right now. And I feel like the one-and-done is going to be gone. But if there was, you know, no one-and-done, you go straight out of high school, I think Ben Simmons would have straight out of high school. I don't know if he got significantly better in college. I don't know if his game changed in college. I mean, in college, he put up some nice stats, you know, 19, 12, five assists, about two steals. But in college is where you saw a lot of people question Ben Simmons. A lot of people question Ben Simmons. First of all, LSU did not make an NCAA tournament appearance. Why is that a problem, you might ask? Because a lot of people... Question Ben Simmons' leadership. They question his work ethic. They question his mindset. You look at Kay Cunningham, the number one pick in, you know, last year's draft. One of the favorites to win rookie of the year this upcoming season. He went to Oklahoma State. Not the most talented team. It's not your Kentucky. You know, it's not your top team. It's not your Duke. It's not your Gonzaga. It's not your Baylor. Neither was LSU at that time. But what did Cade Cunningham do this year or last year as a freshman? Took his team to the NCAA tournament, won a couple of games too. I look at Ben Simmons. You are better than everybody you went against. You should have dominated every single game. 2012 and 6 every single game. His team should have made it to the tournament. And in my opinion, looking back at it, it wasn't no big deal for me because I'm like, hey, he doesn't want to be there. And some people felt like that as well. Like, he doesn't want to be there. He's just doing what he has to do. But looking how he acts right now, I mean, is there a big difference? But, you know, he did what he had to do in college. Like, he really didn't want to be there. Like, you you know, I watched his documentary. You know, he had to get benched in the first half. His grades was bad because he really did not want to be there. And I truly feel if this was, you know, 2021, Ben Simmons would have went back to Australia. He would have been 10 times bigger than what he was coming out of the draft back in 2015. Or was it 2015, 2016? One of those years. I can't remember because 
you know, I think it was 2016, yeah, because the dude played injured. But let's get back on track. You see, he enters the draft. Again, been my favorite player, one of my favorite players since he was in high school. Number one recruit. You know, number one on everybody's draft board. This dude's about to get drafted number one. He gets drafted number one. And what team does he get drafted on? My team. Philadelphia 76ers. Everybody that knows me knows I'm the realest, biggest 76ers fan they've ever met. I was born in Oswana. The year I was born, they went to the finals. I thought it was going to be, you know, a 20-year anniversary this year, but I'll get into that a little bit later. But what I'm trying to make is Sixers my favorite team. He's my favorite player. It's like the stars aligned for this. And I got to be honest, you know, my friend texted me, said, was Ben Simmons a success? I mean, what did he really do in Philly? You look at his rookie year. I mean, he put up some crazy stats. You know, as a rookie, eight assists, eight rebounds, 1.7 steals, about a block, 16 points. Those are good stats for a rookie. Good stats for a rookie. You look at next year, 17 points, about eight, about nine rebounds, eight assists. Again, good stats. But the next year, it's still 16, it's eight, it's eight and two. Last season, 14, seven and seven. You know, one might say, oh, his role is the same, his stats, you know, stats doesn't mean everything. You can't tell if he got better or he got worse. But then look at th- I look at things like his free throw percentage. That if you're a bad free throw shooter and you worked on it, you would get better year by year. 56% to 60%, that's good. 62%, okay, little increase, 61%. No reason he shouldn't be a 69% free throw shooter, 70% free throw shooter. The amount of videos I see him posting on Instagram. The amount of videos I see posted on Twitter of him shooting all these jumpers but can't hit a free throw. So don't tell me stats don't mean everything. You can't tell if a player got better or worse stats because... That's a huge stat that tells me he did not get better. But he did do some great things in Philly. I mean, he made a couple all-star appearances, all-NBA, you know, should have won defensive player, there, uh, defensive player of the year this year and last year, especially this year. By far the best defender in the NBA, the most versatile defender in the NBA. So, I mean, it's a lot of great things for him. He does a lot of great things on the court. But expectation... The expectation was not second round. It's not what it's not going seven games against Atlanta in the semifinals. The expectations, I mean, he's acting like he's LeBron. You know, when LeBron first left the Cavs, carried that team as a youngin to the finals, been to multiple Eastern Conference finals. I mean, he was by himself. LeBron at least, you know, had the right to be visibly upset. Ben Simmons has done nothing. Joel Embiid, yes, is the best player, but we go as far as Ben Simmons takes us. He's acting like he took us, he hasn't even took us to the finals or the Eastern Conference finals. So, you know, how he's acting right now, truth be told, it's looking like this Ben Simmons experiment was a fail. Now, for those that don't know, you know, the entirety of the situation, I'll just say it like this, man. Reports after the season, you know, it was a lot of back and forth, you know, a lot of chippy comments that I feel like started, you know, Put, put a little, you know, gas to the fire. You know, when Doc Rivers was like, I don't know, you know, if Ben Simmons is the guy we could win with. I feel like that might have rubbed in the wrong way. Deservedly so. I mean, that's a crazy comment. Then you have reports, you know, Sixers looking to trade Ben Simmons, you know, around draft time. You know, talking to the Warriors, talking to Portland, talking to all these different teams. 
they ain't here, you know, he's not communicating with the organization. He's not answering calls from Joel and B. He's not answering calls from management. Not talking to Doc Rivers. But then you hear, you know, guys like Tyrese Maxey saying, that's not true. So, you know, you don't, I don't know what to believe. And so now all the reports are saying Ben Simmons is not showing up to training camp. He wants to be in California. He wants to be traded. And so you go from end of the season to now, a lot of reports hearing mixed things. But the one report I haven't heard any mixed things was he is not showing up to training camp until further notice. He wants to be traded. You know, how do I feel about that? I mean, not shocked the Sixers look to trade him. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. That's not shocking at all. I mean, I feel like majority of the teams look to trade away players unless, you know, you're a certified top five guy, top ten guy. I think your team takes some calls. They might not make it obvious to the media, but I feel like they'll listen for the hell of it. <laughs> you know, so I'm not upset at that. I mean, the way he ended off the playoffs, who wanted to look to trade to that dude? I'm shocked he's not communicating, though, and I'm shocked he doesn't want to come up. That's shocking to me. Again, because what leverage does he have? What has he proven to say, I'm this guy, I'm not showing up, I'm not talking to y'all? Dude, it's your fault we lost. Like, does he not understand that? I mean, my friend Tyler, shout out to Tyler. You know, we did some live shows on my Twitch. We're going to bring that back soon. You know, Philly Sports Duo, especially because it's Eagles time. But we we DM'd, you know, you know, we got on Discord chats. We got on, you know, FaceTime. We talked about this seriously, like, does he not understand it's his fault we lost? Not just this series. I mean, it's been other series. Like I said, rookie year against Celtics, you put up one point. Against Toronto, you was nowhere to be found. You were non-existent. This year, under the coach that's supposed to make everybody better, I'm going to – this is not the time to rant on Doc, but I will do that again. But, it, you know, when it's your time to show up, you don't show up. It's your fault we lost. Literally, you did nothing against the Hawks. You give us something. You give us even close to your regular season average regular season averages, and we went in five. Could even win in four. I just don't understand, you know, why he's not communicating. What did the Sixers organization do to him? Because at the end of the day, they put the ball in his hands and said, "Go." I don't understand why he's not communicating. On Danny Green. Just to name a teammate, for example. Again, I don't know if it's true or false, but if it's true, all Danny Green has ever done is praise this dude in the media. Joel Embiid tries to have his back. Tyrese Max, a young guy, I feel like he rocks with Ben Simmons. But the obvious thing is the obvious thing. You're, you, Ben Simmons, are the person that is holding this Philadelphia 76-team back. Truth be told. First things first, man. One thing I want to hear, even though I know players not going to go to the media, but I just need, you know, something to come out why he's upset. I just need to know why Ben Simmons is upset, like why he's not communicating, why he doesn't want to show up to camp. Because like I said, he cost us the last series. Honestly. He cost us a series against the Hawks. And I heard somebody on Twitter, you know, in a video say Doc Rivers should have gave him the green light. That's a terrible statement, in my opinion. And I heard some other people say some things, you know, about Doc Rivers putting the ball in his hands more. Nobody had the ball in their hand more than him. Maybe other persons, probably Joel Embiid. But to say Doc Rivers needed to give him a green light, I mean, we saw this dude take over with him beating the game and without him beating the game. 
he talked about how he's not a scorer, but he scored 42 and Rudy Gobert. And he sounded like it was easy, like it was light work. Saw him put up 20-point triple-double. Saw him score 30 points. So don't say Doc Rivers had to give him a green light. He had the green light. He just didn't take the green light. Now, I understand he's the only playmaker on the team. And I, you know, said this a lot. There's no other player on the team that is half the playmaker as him, especially with the starters. Danny Green should have a seven-dribble limit. Joel B is not a good passer. You know, one thing I give Jokic is he's by far the best passing big man in the game. Next would probably be Bam. But Joel Embiid is not, I don't even think, top three, top four, top five. He's a scorer, and that's fine. Do what you do best. Tobias Harris cannot pass. He has tunnel vision. Tobias Harris has tunnel vision, especially on a fast break. Seth Curry, your job there is to shoot and score. We're not looking at you to play make. So I understand that he is the only playmaker. I understand that. But to use that as an excuse on why he's not aggressive does not make any sense. I look at LeBron on his team. Usually the best playmaker, the only playmaker on his team. And he still takes over in games. Russell Westbrook. Wings with OKC. Best playmaker on his team. Still took over in games. James Harden. Best playmaker on his team. Wings with the Rockets. Still took over in games. So don't tell me that just because he's the only playmaker mean he always has to pass the ball because that's not an accurate statement. Because I look at these other guys that do both. You know, so I'm not trying to hear that. Dude passes up on at least 10 points a game. I watch it. Offense is stagnant. It's you, defender, in the run. And you're looking to pass the ball and set a screen for somebody. You get the ball. It's you, defender, in the run. You just got to put the ball on the ground do a crossover. People get mad and I, they say, oh, you're acting like it's easy. I mean, I will put the film out. I'll make YouTube videos on how it's just him as defender in the rim. I mean, you're in the NBA. We see you do all these fancy moves. You mean to tell me you can't beat a guy one-on-one to get to the rim? I look at Giannis. Him and Giannis is built damn near the same way. Giannis might be a little bit taller, a little bit more wingspan, but Ben Simmons is still a freak of nature, 6'10", 250 pounds. Nobody should stop him getting to the rim. But then I remember the play that happened against Trey Young. And it was him and Trey Young in the rim. And he passed the ball. And so, I really lost a lot of faith in Ben Simmons. I mean, I was one of the biggest Ben Simmons fans. I feel like that was out there. You know, my guy, shout out to my guy, Brock. He's a huge Ben Simmons fan. He's a huge Ben Simmons fan. Maybe more than me. But I'll say this, I gave up on Ben. (laughs) I got no faith in Ben Simmons anymore after what I saw against the Hawks. Because I keep, you know, I keep seeing these videos Keep seeing these videos of him working out, shooting these three-pointers, shooting jump shots in rhythm, you know. And I posted a video of him seven straight, you know, seven minutes straight in games, first two years, shooting jump shots in rhythm. And now he doesn't even want to attempt it. And so to sit up here and tell me the Sixers are at fault for how he plays, I don't, I don't, I think everybody that's saying that, even the basketball legends, saying the Sixers did him wrong in any way, shape, or form. On the basketball court, nah, I can't even listen to it. You know, off the basketball court, they they might have babied him too much. Oh, that's true. But they gave him the ball and said, you're our guy. We're putting the ball in your hands. You make plays. What did he do? Not a damn thing. I mean... Like I said, memory words. Because at the end of the day, I'm a fan of the name that's on the back, but the name on the front means way more to me. 
I've been in all. I've seen a lot of great players come and go wearing that Sixers uniform. I'm not going to jump ship just because this guy wants to leave for reasons that I still don't know because he's the reason why this team doesn't have a championship. I mean, let's really talk about this. The two years that we should be champions, right, 2017-2018, us and the Raptors, the Raptors were not better than us. Better coach, yes. Better heart, yes. And a player stepped up. We get anything from Ben Simmons. We win that series. Last season against the Hawks. Didn't even average 10 points. Probably had four points in all fourth quarters combined. Shot 30% from the entire free, from the entire playoffs from the free throw line. You get anything from Ben Simmons. We win that series. We go against Milwaukee. I'm talking about this season. Or last season, at least. We go against Milwaukee. Ask any Sixers fan. Milwaukee puts no fear in the heart. Why? Because one thing that they destroy a lot of teams on is size. We match up. We match up well. We shoot. We can shoot well. We defend. We got a big guy. I mean, let's go at it. We match up well with the Bucks. I'd rather play the Bucks than us. Nets every day of the week. I'm not I don't think the Sixers are scared of the Bucks at all. And we have not played them fully healthy. Last time we did, I believe, was it Christmas when we beat them? By like twenty five? I might be wrong. I might be right. The point I'm trying to make is the Sixers are not scared of the Milwaukee Bucks. So we beat the Bucks. We go to the finals. We play the Suns. We beat the Suns. The point I'm trying to make is two times we had opportunities to be in the finals. Or two times, not even the finals. Two times we had opportunities to be in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. Twice. Twice, because I forgot that the Raptors played the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. So twice, you know, we had times, opportunities to play the Bucks in order to get into the finals. Especially that year, 2017-2018, that Bucks team was not as good as they were this previous year when they won a championship at all. So two straight times, Ben Simmons was on teams. Ben Simmons did not play up to his standards, and we did not win. We did not get into the Eastern Conference Finals. I look at the common, the common denominator. Those two teams, those two reasons. It's one guy that's always there, and that's Ben Simmons. Now, what should the Sixers do? Should they try to keep him? Should they hold out? I feel as though with this right here, the only, you, you got to keep him for a blockbuster trade. I was going to say the only way you keep him is for a trade, and that's true. I mean, unless he wants to come back, which I don't know what's going to happen anymore. But if you trade him, it got to be a blockbuster. I need Dane. I need CJ, Norman Powell, Cantor. I need everybody. You know, not saying CJ and Dane, but like, say, for example, I said this like, if the Sixers don't trade them for top 10 players, I'm cool with it. You know, two for one, if the two guys are, you know, CJ and another guy, or a three for one, three, you know, very perennial all star type of guys, four for one. I'm down for that. But I'll say this if the Sixers get beat on a trade, that's how us back for years. It's us as backs for years because you invested in this guy. Drafted him number one over guys like, you know, Brandon Ingram, who's killing it right now. Pretty sure we have Brandon Ingram on our team. We probably <laughs> probably got two final victories, honestly, or two final appearances. What I'm trying to make is, you know, you don't trade him away for nothing because at the end of the day, you see what he can be, even though nobody knows how to unlock that dude. Everybody understands how crazy that is. 
how how generational, not even generational. I don't think you ever see a player like him again if he unlocks that jump shot that he shows in all these videos. I see a lot of people compare him to Draymond Green. Draymond Green does not have the skill set Ben Simmons has. Ben is 6'10", 250, athletic. Better passer. Natural scorer. But one thing Draymond has, he has that mindset. You put Draymond's mindset in Ben Simmons' body, best player in the NBA. Put a Russell Westbrook mindset in Ben Simmons' body, best player in the NBA. And that's why you have fans mad. You know, how fans should feel right now, confused. Both, you know, upset, angry at the Sixers and at Ben Simmons. Because, like, Ben, what's the issue, bro? Please let me know. Please let somebody know. Because all Sixers fans did is coddle you. All the organization has ever do is coddle you. All everybody ever does is coddle you. So the moment you feel some heat, it's a problem. It has to be more to the story. I'm not trying to bash Ben Simmons, but I'm frustrated and I'm curious on why he's acting like this. Because it's his fault why the team is in the position they are in. Yeah, he does some great things. He's done some magnificent things, some wonderful things. But like I said, he's also the reason why we lost three playoff series. First year, second year, last year. Not going to count his third year because he didn't play in the playoffs. But I'm curious to see how that was going to pan out. Media, stop attacking Ben. But also don't baby him. Don't create false narratives. Don't create lies. I'm saying that, but they're going to do it. But the point, you know, point I'm trying to make is, I don't even know the point I'm trying to make because the media is going to do what they're going to do. Going to do, but me, you know, I believe some things, but that's just a naive Philly fan of me. This is another situation. I don't know if I believe all the things that I read, but because this is my team, because it's my favorite player, I feel like I believe most things. But don't always believe what you see in the media. Like I said, they said communication stop. Player like Tyrese Maxey said he was talking to him. So. You know, we're just going to wait out and see. It's probably not going to show up to training camp. That's cool. I wonder how long it's going to last. Because if I'm the Sixers, like I said, I'm not trading him. Unless I'm getting, you know, top 15, top no, top 10 player. Multiple top 25, 30 players. Top 50 players. I'm not trading this dude. You know, I'm not trading him at all. I'm not trading him at all. But I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to talk about my overall thoughts before I end this up. This is going to be a quick podcast. You know, it's just something to start off with because I feel like a lot of people have been asking me what's going on, how I feel about this. But here's my overall thoughts. Like I said, quick, this might be 25, 30 minutes. When it comes to Ben Simmons, when it comes to the Sixers, I regret two things. A little, a little part of me regrets not trading for James Harden at the beginning of the season. I do. Even though, you know, I don't think it would have been as hard. Actually, if we could have found a way to trade away Ben Simmons and keep Matisse Tyable, that would have been okay. I'd have been fine with that. I, I, I kind of regret not making that trade because I feel like James Harden and Joel Embiid would have dominated the season. I feel like if jo- James Harden stays healthy, we roll through the East. <laughs> we roll through the Suns. So a large part of me regrets not trading for Harden. The second, I'm upset at the Sixers. Not trading for Kyle Lowry. We're not here today. We're not talking about what we're talking about if the Philadelphia 76ers 
have Kyle Lowry on our team. We didn't even have to trade away Ben Simmons for Kyle Lowry. Buy Tyrese Maxey. Buy Danny Green. Buy um, Tony Bradley. Buy Pouye. Buy some picks. I mean, a lineup of Ben Simmons, you know, Tobias, Seth, Kyle, Joel, and B is winning the East and probably winning the championship. And we're not going to hear Ben Simmons not showing up to training camp because we won the championship. We're not losing that Hawks series. Danny Green didn't even play. But you add Kyle Lowry, we're not losing that Hawks series. So those are my two main regrets last year. And they both involved Ben Simmons. Because if they haven't, we're not having this conversation we're having in today. Now, let me wrap this up. I have some questions for y'all as I wrap this up. One. Like I said in the beginning, who do you think is more at fault, Philadelphia 76ers or Ben Simmons for this situation right here? Because you look at this team on paper, one of the most talented teams, not only in the East, but in the entire league. I mean, they won the East last year with a new coach, with a new system. You know, if everything, if they had great chemistry, you would think another year running it back, things would be better. But so many question marks right now with the Philadelphia 76ers, I have no faith in them. I can get into that now, but I think I'm just going to say that for another time. Again, trying to make this podcast short, you know, at least the first one of season two. Like I said, I got some things, you know, I'm going to talk about, you know, in a few minutes that, you know, is going to be in season two. But another question I have, future Sixers, what's the ideal package for Ben Simmons? Then, because these answers might be, you know, two different answers, what do you think the Sixers will actually get for Ben Simmons? Because you asked me, the ideal package is, you know, Dane Willard. But right now, you could say the best we're going to get is Harrison Barnes, Buddy Hill, and Marvin Bagley. Two different answers. Two different circumstances for the team if those trades go down. Another question I have to ask. How long do you think Ben Simmons is going to hold out? Do you think he'd hold out all year? Do you think, you know, another question, do you think, this works itself out, you know, in a few weeks or, you know, maybe a game into the season, the Sixers organization, the Ben Simmons works this out. I mean, best case scenario, in a week they work this out. But you cannot always get what you want. Now, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, he's not traded because who knows what's going to happen at this point. I don't. I don't even want to guess because I feel like, uh, pardon me, this is how I feel about this, right? Do I want to trade him? I don't know. I don't know. Because if you just understand how dominant he can be, it's scary. I mean, last year he averaged 14 points, could have averaged 24 with no jumper. I keep telling people. They say he needs to work on a jumper. I keep telling people, you know, it's not his jumper. Ben Simmons is honestly mentally weak. That's what it has to be. He gets in his own head. Because against the Wizards, you know, had a 15 rebound, 15 assist game. Put up triple doubles. Put up a great closeout game. Then we go to the Hawks, you know, and he doesn't want to put the ball up against Trey Young, but he goes to put the ball up against Robin Lopez, against Gafford, and those guys, against Lynn, against Hachimura. But when it comes to little old Trey Young, he gets in his own head, things are going to get fouled. So it has to be mental. 
Because, again, we see him dropping 42 points on Rudy Gobert. We see him dropping 30-point triple-doubles in the playoffs. We see him dropping 20-point triple-doubles in the playoffs. We see him take over games. I just don't I, – I really don't believe he had anything to do with his ability to play the game of basketball. Free throw is the only one. I feel as though he has not worked on that game because I have not – well, actually, I don't know because he, he – well – no, I'm going to say he hasn't worked on it because, you know, I see him this year, went on a stretch. He was averaging like 24, 8 and 8, shooting about 73% from the free throw line. That was about, you know, 15, 16 games maybe. It needs to be 70 games, 80 games because he has it in him to do that. Again, you see these videos. And it's not like this is the first time I'm seeing these videos. I saw him shoot in high school. Didn't want to shoot in college. So in his first two years, shoot mid-range jumpers. Not just one second on shot clock. I mean, in rhythm, off a of pick and roll. We saw him in, you know, summer league, post-fadeaways. He has the ability to shoot the ball. So when I, you know, saw that video, the season of the bubble, 2019-2020. When I saw last season, you know, him shoot, putting up these jump shot videos. When I see him right now, putting, him putting up these three-point jump shot videos, him putting up these free throw line, you know, shooting videos, that doesn't surprise me because I know he has it in him. But I just don't think he's mentally strong at this point. Something has to give. You know, that's why I saw, you know, don't want to butcher his name here, but LSU legend, one of my favorite players of all time, one of the most underrated players of all time, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Again, I'm about to mess up his name, no disrespect, but he put out a video saying, you know, everybody's saying these crazy things. Ben Simmons, I'm willing to work with you, get you right, get you in the gym. One of the most underrated players of all time. You put his skill set in the NBA today. He's doing what Dame is doing. He's doing what Steph Curry is doing. He's doing what Kyrie is doing. You know, because a lot of people, my generation, you know, they don't have the history of the knowledge of the game that I do. Not being cocky. I'm just saying I do really do my research. And so when you say these old school legends, you know, they have no idea how they'd play. So you got to compare them to the guys today. And they say, oh, you compare them to the best guys because that's how good they were. But I'm getting off topic, man. I'm getting off topic. The point I'm trying to make is, you see guys like him putting out these videos. So people saying, he, he, you know, it's not physical because they, you know, real legends saying it's not physical because they know how good he can be. It's mental. You have to see a sports psychiatrist. Something to unlock the talent that he has. Because I'm telling y'all, a reason why I really sometimes get hesitant unless, you know, now I'm not hesitant on the damn thing. Last year I'd have been hesitant just like I was hesitant on James Harden. Not hesitant no more. You got to make that happen. But for your other trades, because this dude gets unlocked even 50%. Because right now he's probably playing about 30% of his overall talent. This dude even gets to 50, 60, 70%. Now, actually, I'll say this. He's about 50%. But if he ever gets to 75, if he ever gets to averaging 24 points, listen, 75% is no jump shots. 69% 69% from the fifth throw line, 24 points because he looks at the rim. Again, he's the only playmaker, so you're going to see him. You know, this is one thing. You know, I said I was going to wrap it up, but I forgot. Man, I forgot how much I love podcasts and I love to talk. You look at games. You look at Ben Simmons on a fast break. You see him pick up his dribble, and he barely even passed the three-point line because he wants to get it to open shooter. Why is that his mindset all the time? Because he's, he's the only playmaker we have. So he gets Danny Green's open looks. He gets Seth Curry's open looks. But sometimes it's just him a defender in his rim. And I say his rim because that should be his rim. 
Nobody should stop him from getting to that basket. Like Joel Embiid, they don't stop him getting to the basket. That's his room. Ben Simmons should be the same way. No jump shot, 22-24 points easy. Even with a little bit of post-game, I'm just talking about him going to the rim. Sometimes all he has to do is make a crossover. All he has to do is use his body and get into the rim. We saw that Trey Young play. I mean, that goes to show you he leaves points on the table. He can score 24 with no jump shot, no problem. So imagine adding a jumper to that with his playmaking ability, with his defense. People call me crazy saying he could be the best player in the NBA. He could be one of the best point guards of all time. He can be by far. He'd be, if he, the way he shoots in these videos, if he did that with his game in the NBA right now, shooting 70, 72% from the free throw line, people would say, oh, that's not the best, but look at Luka. He's not the best free throw shooter, but he gets buckets. So if he shot the ball like that, finished how he's supposed to finish with his defense and his playmaking already, Nobody's better than him as a point guard because no point guard can go both ways like him, offense and defense. Then he's a top five player. But, you know, hey, this is not 2K. He actually has to do it. We can't control Ben Simmons. Does somebody need to sit him down and, you know, show him what his 2K player can do and say, hey, you can do this if you wanted to? I think that I honestly think somebody needs to do that. But to wrap it up again, I wasn't trying to make this too long. You know, I'm going to be talking about this a lot. I just wanted to, you know, first episode of season two. So let's talk about what to expect from season two. Talk about some upcoming podcasts, man. Monday, I got, you know, my Eagles pregame show coming on YouTube. I'm going to have some special guests, some of my friends, you know, Eagles fans on campus. That's going to be out around 5, 5.30 on YouTube. Got Wednesday Weekly Rants coming back. For those that don't know, every Wednesday, I ask people to send me some sports topics, and I start ranting. Now that I'm on campus, I might have some special guests for that as well. Sunday on my website, and you might see me make a YouTube video out of this. I'm going to do my Sunday picks for the games, you know, maybe talk about some prop bets. Got some football updates coming soon, YouTube video explaining my website. But one thing I'll say that's going to come a lot in season two with special guests. Again, me being on campus, one of a lot of people on the show, on YouTube, do some live shows, do podcasting. You know, I got some guys I want to collab with still. My guy, Coach Cam, me and him are due for a collab. Coach Cam, you listen to this, man. I'm hopping on your show as soon as I can. Some other guys, some Sixer guys, some Eagles guys that I'm going to have, you know, fluctuating on the show. Season two, going to be a lot more guests. A lot more guests. You know, the schedule right now, I'm looking, you know, schedule right now, I'm thinking about for podcast. Think about definitely Wednesday weekly ranches every Wednesday. You know, maybe YouTube video on the weekends podcast on monday you're going to see frequent articles you know i just talk about what i'm doing right now you know on campus right now you know i'm a sack treasurer so you know athletes podcast that's coming soon with the school part of laconia when laconia is a student-ran newspaper and we'll be right about sports you know hopefully i'll be the sports editor for that you know, I joined Lions Media, so I'm trying to have another podcast through the school. So there's going to be a lot going on, you know, outside of this. But I'm bringing this back. And again, special guests. I'm talking about athletes. I'm talking about regular students. I'm talking about coaches. I'm talking about, you know, guys on and off campus. Season two, expect the guests, expect the heat, expect the great content. Thank you all for listening. Catch you guys Monday. Monday for my Eagles pregame. Might have a special video on Sunday. Definitely going to have an article, but might put a special video out, you know, going over my picks and my favorite bets. Thank you all for listening. That's a wrap. Peace.
Thank you all for listening. That's a wrap for this episode. I really appreciate the support and all the love. All the links to the different platforms I'm on is in the description down below. My Instagram, just in case you just want to put it in now, is sportsw underscore Chris. Sportsw underscore Chris. My Twitter is the same thing, sportsw underscore Chris. Make sure you follow me on my social so we can interact. I post a lot of content every single day. I'm asking, you know, all my followers questions every single day, trying to hear your input, you know, trying to just interact, trying to talk about sports. But again, thank you all for the support, man. I love it. I appreciate it. I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't getting all the support. Make sure you follow me so we can interact and maybe make an episode together. Have a good rest of the day and peace out.